The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Fucking... Welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I am your host, JP Ajahn Pause, and with me today is Mr. RBV himself. He's also, of course, a member of the Hamid Media Group and a member of the two-man power trip as well. RBV, Richard Bronson, Vickery. What's going on, Rick? How are you doing today, sir? Pause, my friend. How are we doing this afternoon? A, a beautiful Taco Tuesday. Hashtag Taco Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I, dude, I'm pumped about this episode. I think we got a hot topic here. I think it's going to generate some great conversation, and and as I said, then I'm going to I'm going to transition that into some some tacos, and I, I promised I promised Hamin he and I had this uh, this great debate yesterday in the Monday locker room about guacamole. Uh, I am not a guac guy. Ben is big time into it. Uh, how about you, Paz? Don't like it, and it's weird because I kind of like avocados, but I don't like it all mushed up into guacamole at all. Not a fan whatsoever. I, to me, I, I guess, well, a little bit different. I, it's just, I have no feeling towards it because I don't feel that there's a lot of flavor behind it. Right. But, it's but weird, a, yeah. apparently to Ben, uh, you're, you're in the same camp as me that we are doing it completely wrong. Uh, I guess oh. when he was in Chicago, he learned from the OGs, uh, some, some real mofos from down the way that knew how to make theirs. So, uh, I, I guess us, us white middle-class uh, D-bags have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, we have no idea what's going on. Yeah, it's true. But hey, today is going to do something a little bit different here. Not just a uh, straight-up interview. Just going to do something uh, completely different. And you kind of thought of the idea and the way to do it. Really go over the 2021 WWE releases. Kind of build our own roster and almost make like a competition. And figure out who you would keep, who you would not keep. Basically, you know, how you would start a promotion with just the releases. And believe me, you could because there were so many damn releases. Over 50 guys have been released and girls and, and talents have been released in 2021. Just just 2021. So even if we went back to 2020, we'd have a list of over 100. <laughs> so it's just insane what's going on. What is going on over there in WWE land right now? Well, I think, you know, it, it, it was just they went and ate up so much of the market uh, of the talent. Remember that for years, people said, what are they doing? They're signing all these people. How are they going to be able to manage all of this? And now I think that you're really seeing in, that we've kind of moved on from 
the you know the COVID issues, the the lockdowns, all that, whatever it might be, and they're getting back to business as usual here. They're just streamlining everything. Uh, this is regular business practice. Well, I don't understand why people are so freaking out about this here. Uh, you had to have seen this, what this was coming. Yeah. Uh, I'm more interested in the seeing now that you're seeing a, a flood of talent back onto the open market. What kind of frenzy is that going to create top to bottom? You know, with we're talking about roster size here, AEW right now is up over 120 talents listed on their roster. How much more room do they have for, for these that, you know, are, are going to be looking for employment. And we know as soon as you leave WWE, you have a higher price tag on you. You have that WWE sticker. Your asking price is going to be so much more significant just because you have that background, that training. You've been inside the world's greatest system. Now, now if AEW lets some people go there, those people are going to have, they're going to ask for more money on that market because they've been on AEW television. They've had that exposure. Yeah. They've worked, even though they're so young, one of the biggest countries in the world. And that's going to trickle down to Ring of Honor, to Impact Wrestling. I mean, it's going to go all the way down to guys like me at the Professional Wrestling Alliance when we're trying to book different talents here. Because they're going to say, I've already seen it, you know, locally here. You've got some talents. Of, I won't say any names. But let's, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out some numbers here. So let's say a talent had been working for like $75 a show. They go do a couple spots on AEW Dark, which is just really internet exposure. But then, you know, they're double and tripping, tri tripling their local booking fee. Uh, so you, you feel it wow. kind of throughout the industry. And, and that's what a lot of people, they're just kind of just looking at the talent, the creative wise on the surface, what's happening. But to me, it, it's it's just fascinating to see how the frenzy that it's going to create and all these different wheels are going to be in motion throughout the, you know, the entire business aspect of the wrestling. Just crazy, like just to think of people getting so upset about it because I've been told too, like it's a course correction. They they hired way too many guys. They had way too many people in NXT. Vince went down there about a month ago. He kind of checked things out. They lost the Wednesday Night War, so that's another thing. Like, okay, we don't need all this talent and stuff. We're gonna go back into the old school when Dusty was there. And we're gonna make it into a real developmental territory. We don't need to be the third brand. They also went to USA and tried to get third brand like marketing rights or TV rights, really, for the channel. That didn't happen. So, I mean, there, I guess the ratings weren't where they were wanted to be or where they were supposed to be. So it just looked like NXT in general, because that's where most of these cuts came from. NXT and the Performance Center seem like they are definitely course correcting themselves and definitely getting back to basics where they should be. And if you're in any sort of business or if you ran any sort of business, you know that budget is always key. Now, if it's, they're it's implementing number, it's number one that you're looking at, especially yeah. as, as you're going here into your fourth quarter, uh, how much can we really save on this back end of 2021? And if you are doing what they're doing and putting everything to a budget now, if everything's getting streamlined, if Johnny Ace and Bruce Pritchard are kind of overseeing Triple H and NXT now, you definitely want to say, hmm, let's see here. Uh, the budget is way too high. Why do we have 100 and whatever, 130 guys here? We only need 50 or whatever the case may be. It just seems like everything is is kind of going the way it should just as far as monetarily and budget reasons because it was getting crazy for a while i mean anybody that had even inkling of a name i saw from the indies was getting signed by nxt it was just so weird it didn't make didn't make sense to what they normally would do years ago as far as bringing guys in and developing talent well you know and let's you know go back before and you have so many fans that really just want to remember 
you know, NXT for what it was in its early days, or it maybe even linked at, uh, you know, Florida Championship Wrestling. Remember the, you know, the system before that was multiple indie promotions that they highly had trusted that would kind of cultivate these talents, uh, kind of direct them in, in that style of WWE. And WWE would just help with funding in those places. Uh, you know, you had the greats there, uh, which, you know, I was fortunate enough, well that we work with so many people that, that went through OVW. Uh, I was fortunate enough growing up here in Southern Ohio that, you know, OVW ran our ran our town. They were on yeah. our weekly television. So I got to see a lot of these, you know, these these just mega stars, Brock, you know, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, John Cena and all that before before they really hit the scene. Uh, and there's so many there's so many stars, too, that, man, I would have bet everything I had back then in my 20s. Look at them like these guys are these guys are going to be main event WrestleMania for years to come, you know, and you never can tell what's going to happen inside that system. You mentioned something that's kind of interesting to pause is, you know, this week we kept hearing this third brand, third brand, third brand. And a lot of that was to, to sell professional wrestling to these networks uh, as they had, you know, Fox come in the play. They had to fill that void for you for USA. So, Hey, we got this other great product that's coming up. It's going to be the, right. the hottest entity. It's the alternative to what we have. It's something different, unique. And unfortunately, it didn't pan out. You know, I asked Ben this the other day. Let me ask you. Is, is there just too much wrestling? I think so. It's getting a little uh, a little out of hand because you got Impact, you got MLW, you got ROH, you got NWA, you got Raw, you got SmackDown, you got NXT, you got AEW, now adding another show. I mean, it's just, it is, and New Japan, plus New Japan USA, plus AAA is trying to invade a little bit here in the USA. CML, CMLL is still out there uh, here and there as far as the States. And obviously they have a deal, or used to have a deal with Ring of Honor, but it does feel like way too much uh, wrestling. Going and on. I know a lot of people would say, well, look back in the day, there was all these territories, but you don't have the outlets for the exposure. I mean, now we can all stay in tune. I mean, there, there's how many television channels now is, is composed that, that we're seeing, I mean, just you and I, you know turn on the cable here and there's you can find wrestling anywhere uh there's probably wrestling on right now somewhere if i looked hard enough for it just on 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 cable television let alone what we can do on the internet with your you know your fight tvs your your ignites whatever you know whatever is out there uh the exposure and just the amount of wrestling and unfortunately in a lot of the cases it's just not good wrestling very true so as far as what we want to do here, we'll talk about the talents. We'll kind of build a roster. We'll, we'll build some competition. Like I mentioned, we'll first want to go over this is the talents that were released. Oh, I got over 50 names well, that I saw. I may uh, even be missing some. There were so many that got released. I, I would say before you jump in there, just, I mean, just to kind of reiterate what we're doing here is, is, is pause and myself. We each fell into a, a nice little pot of money here. Uh, we have enough to start up a national promotion. Uh, and we're looking, and our pool is simply from these WWE talents that have re that have been released this year. Now we'll, we'll each kind of tell you our our logic, uh, our you know, or the maybe the fundamentals, the 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 mission of our promotion, what we're looking for, and we're and now we're over fifty, but we can't sign them all, so we're going to try to keep it. What do we agree on here? Twenty five to thirty, somewhere in that range. Yep, I could barely get to 25 as far as what I wanted. So I'm about 23, 25. I could get to 25, I guess, but that's pretty much the range of, of the guys. So obviously it would be cut in half 
So the guys that are released, we're going to cut them in half. We're going to create our own roster. It could be anything. Men, women, well, legends, I too. You, you gotta big take, names. You, yeah, you got to pick everything. You got to look at you know, where, how, who's going to be positioned on your card. How strong is your, each of your divisions going to be? Where are they going to contribute? Uh, so let, let's start with the underspaws. What? The, I guess the fun part. Did you come up with a, a, a unique name for your promotion? So it's. I want to almost do WCW 2.0 and do a reboot, but hey, they own the, the, those letters. They can't use that. They they own WCW, which sucks. But so I just PPW Pause Pro Wrestling. Very simple. I want to do a national TV deal, obviously, but I also want to have a streaming partner, which which is key now and very huge. Not just using YouTube, but obviously you know you use YouTube and the Twitch and other things. But would love to get on Amazon or Amazon Prime, something like that, or or. Pluto TV or something where they're really kicking ass right now in the, in the streaming world. Maybe, maybe read the, uh, the realm network.com. Oh yeah. Maybe the realm network. Yeah. Um, a five-year plan, of course, to turn a profit, just like AEW supposedly has a five-year plan to turn a profit right now. They're in the red. I, I would like to be more towards the black and then eventually the green by year five, but that's fine. They, they created a video game and they want to spend millions of that. I don't want to do that just quite yet. Uh, I want some, Big names, some recognizable names for the mainstream, but I want to build some some young stars too. And with just these released guys, so I can't just say, "Oh, I want to use Roman Reigns." I mean, it's just the guys that were released, and that's how we're going to start uh, this promotion. And we can't take anybody else from anybody else. It's just the, the guys that were released. They may be a part of AEW, a few of them now, but obviously, some of them were released uh, a little bit more sooner than that, or a, a little bit more relative, closer to this to this date were released. Very, very nice. Uh, well, f- for my promotion, and I've, I've thought about this for a while, I was thought, you know, what would be really cool names? Of course, where I'm co-promoting now is the PWN. professional. Yeah, it, it, it's very basic complaint, and we did that by design because we wanted to feel very old school territory days. Uh, but I think for this project, I had to go back in, into the files, and I got one here, and I think about where professional wrestling needs to go. We're truly, and I know people just throw this out, we're in this boom period. I don't believe that at all. I think we, we really have yet to see that next great boom. So I'm looking for that next great frontier. I'm looking for that next destination for civilization. So where we can go where it's re, about rebuilding and, and rebranding. So I'm going to call mine Pro Wrestling Mars which like in society is our next great frontier is trying to get us off of this, this rock we call earth into the red planet. Uh, and I also like the Mars name as he is the Roman God of war. Oh, interesting. So, so, like so Jericho uh, for a second yeah. there. I, I, I always, I always like that name. So I'm, I'm going to go with that for mine here. Uh, and as you said, you know, you, you want that, that big TV deal, but it, it is absolutely crucial that you work in some kind of streaming, that you're looking for those those alternatives, those for those that are cutting the cords, that you're using social media. Uh, so actually, you know, inside like of that, we're going to empower social media, where you see some that disconnect from the characters and personas on television. We're going to brace that, but we're also going to have strict rules in there as well is we're going to have a social media manager. If you go something that's against the grain, you're going to get in trouble there. So if you can't, if I don't think you can handle that, you might not be the fit for us. Uh, also inside our beliefs, hey, kayfabe is not dead. It just has to evolve. We have to learn how to work the stories and the system to confuse and uh, maybe mislead. I don't want to say mislead, uh, but 
intrigue our audience with what is really there. Blur those once again, blur those lines in a modern concept between reality and and you know what kayfabe, what we're doing on t- television. Uh, so I want to build around personas and storytelling. So I'm not overly impressed by your movesets. We're talking about people that were at WWE. They're ready. They're tremendous athletes. They're all going to have something unique. Uh, now, can can you get into that? Are you going to have a great persona? Can you tell stories? And can you get behind our our new kayfabe and social media policies? Nice. Are you one of those people that think because of you were in WWE, you have a bad stigma, or you think that's a good thing that you're an ex WWE person? Um, I, I think it's one of those where you, maybe you have to, I don't want to use a blanket answer. I think you got to look at each individual on their own merits, what they took from that system. Now, are they into the petty, dirty politics? Do they simply think just because they were in WWE that they're a made superstar? Are they done really trying to reach for the stars, if you will? Uh, so I, I, and I, is I haven't made my list yet is we're going to go through here. I, I actually, I have a, a spreadsheet up here and I have three columns. I have all the names that were released. Then I have on the fence. Then I have my gods of war category. So I'm because we talk, as we talk through them, I'm going to kind of place them somewhere and see where I end up at the end of this. Just going to quickly go through everybody that was released in 2021. So bear with me here for a second. Rick Flair, The Big Show, Mark Henry, Christian, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Andrade, Buddy Murphy, Lars Sullivan, Samoa Joe, although he kind of technically is not technically. He did go back, so he can't really pick him. But I want to throw his name on here because he did release him. But Triple H brought him back. Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Tyler Russ, Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, Stefan Smith. Jake Atlas, Desmond Troy, Ari Sterling, Zachariah Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Zan, uh, Zangier, excuse me, Mercedes Martinez, Marina Shafir, Santana Garrett, Jessa May, Duke, Lana, Ruby Riot, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Killian Dane, Kurt Stallion, August Gray, The Bollywood Boys, Tyler Breeze, Fandango, Arturo Hujas, Tony Nice, Aria Davari, Ever rise, great tag team there. Steve Cutler, Wesley Blake, Tucker, Kalisto, and Bo Dallas. Can you believe that? Wow. <laughs> Whew, that's breathe, 50, breathe, pause, breathe. 50 plus talents released. Man, that's crazy. You got to be saving a couple mil there, uh, savings at least with all those cuts. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, just kind of looking at it over the last couple of days when we started planning this thing, but to actually hear it, <laughs> hear the list just just kind of run off there, uh, pretty incredible. So if you think about it, let's just say everybody, even though some of them obviously would, especially the bigger names I name, would make a hundred grand a year <laughs> times that times fifty. Was that five million? <laughs> so, I mean, whoo-wee. that's. Uh, a crap load of, of money that that's being saved well, per year per year right there just by releasing all of them i know obviously some of them are worth more some of them worth less or whatever you want to say but man like that's that's a big budgetary save there but will some of them come back to bite them in the ass like let's just say i know christian hasn't been lighting up lighting the world on fire in AEW, but could he be some you know somebody in, in a new promotion that you'd be interested in you know what i mean like who who would really interest you? Who is like somebody sticks out right away? You're like, okay, I can make money with them. That was a mistake by WB. They shouldn't have cut this person. Why did they release this person? 
who's kind of the, the first name you think of there? Well, I, I, that is kind of a tough one. And what you and one of the biggest things, the problems with WWE, and, and I feel that really the the wrestling bubble is not growing. We're we're not seeing new viewers or the laps fan. I mean, we we've just got this group that is so intensely into this thing, but uh, who are the individuals that can cross over that people are going to recognize, maybe not just like recognize, but when we do go hit the marketing trail and, and we're on those campaigns that are going to be the ones best served in selling the product. And I, I really think somebody like Christian that makes that connection. Uh, I mean, that that's a tremendous name there. A lot of these in here, I think someone that that really knows the business that she's very she's intelligent, she's articulate. Uh, you sat down with her recently, and she's getting ready for an NWA Empower, Mickey James. Mm-hmm. Some of these other ones, you know, those two are the ones that really jump out at me here. Obviously, in you know, and I think you know, great personalities and their older talents as well. Big Show, Mark Henry, they 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 are professional. They. They look like professional wrestlers. They're they're entertaining. They're engaging. They're intriguing. Uh, and I think there's a, a ton of talent all over this list here. Yeah, it, it's a lot of it is maybe they just need the new exposure, and and some just need some rebuilding. Yeah, I feel like sometimes WB they they'll bring you in and like completely kill whatever momentum you had, or they'll have no idea what to do with you. But it's like wow, like. Over here, they really knew. Just it just so so who jumped thinking, out at you? Just it just in general, I was just thinking, just totally not on this list, totally just random thought. Like Luger, for instance. WB got a hold of Lex Luger, completely killed his momentum. He was a star in WCW, he was a star in the NWA, he was awesome to me anyway. They take him, completely killed him. It didn't work. Shows up on Nitro and in two seconds got over like insane and became a main eventer again. It's like, man, it's like just sometimes WB is the master and the, the great marketer. And sometimes they'll take a guy and they'll absolutely kill him. So the first guy I just thought of, like, as far as this list, like Alistair black, I'm like, man, it just, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe, maybe whatever. I know uh, AW signed him as soon as that 30 day release. Cause he was still on the NXT contract. Somehow they didn't know it. So his 30 days came up. I don't know. For some reason, I see something there. I, I I don't know if WB just didn't know what to do with him, or it was a mistake releasing him. But I feel like I could do something with him, just as far as like, okay, he's got a, st- a presence to him. Maybe work on his promos, or maybe ha- have a manager with him, or s- do something with him. But there's something I like with that character. He's very dark. He's devious. I mean, you can always kind of do something with a guy like that. He's athletic in the ring. He could be a main eventer for a new promotion right off the bat. Obviously, the main eventer in AEW right off the bat. I mean, they they used him and take that took out their boy Cody Rhodes in, in a bit of a squash. So to me, Alistair Black, it was just a name that jumped off. It's like, wow, I wonder why they released this guy. Just it didn't make sense, especially he was in the main event, not a main event feud in WWE, but he was on the main event of SmackDown the week before they released him. So it was like they saw something in him too. Obviously, well, I think it, it here's. We'll talk about him since we're, we're he's on uh, the run right now. My, I, I love him talent wise. As you said, there there is something unique. You have that that dark mystic kind of vibe about him. Uh, as I talked earlier, though, we you're gonna have to if you come to Pro Wrestling Mars, uh, you're gonna have to know how to work your social media and represent your on air persona, uh, dude. No more YouTube shows with you and the wife and your kittens. And your kitty right. cats, and right. no more Twitch 
Q&As. Uh, that's got to go. We, we get that under control? Yeah. There's money there. There's definitely money to be made. Um, just He wasn't the first name I wrote down, though. But he was the first name as far as like active in-ring guy that I could do something with, maybe do like an Undertaker-type, not gimmick, but like that kind of role where he's going to be, like you said, no Twitch, no none of that. He's going to be the dark, devious kind of mind, but he's definitely going to be up on my card, possibly in the main event right away. But the first name I wrote down was Ric Flair, just because... I want some mainstream. I want people to like get recognized and be like, holy shit, Ric Flair is part of a new wrestling promotion. And I know somebody online wrote like a joke. Oh, Flair is going to start something with Conrad or whatever. And I know they were joking, but when you put Flair's name on something, you get eyeballs. He's maybe more popular than ever somehow, which is nuts, but he's so mainstream. It's ridiculous. All the rappers love him. Uh, ESPN's doing documentaries on him. You know what I mean? He's just somehow well, I mean, he, he pops up in, Across, he's, he's culture, in college yeah. locker rooms everywhere. Yes, yeah, he actually all the time. Yeah, uh, I absolutely uh, move him over here in just a moment. To he is on board with with my promotion, and this might be a hard pill for so many to swallow. Ric Flair right now is over is more over than I'll, I'll be generous. Ninety eight percent of professional wrestlers today. And we talk regularly on our series. Who is if we're talking about the greatest matches, greatest moments, greatest promos, whatever the case might be, we regularly talk about how what Flair contributed to pro wrestling has stood the test of time. That people are still talking about it today. And look, he's still look at the commercials that he's still doing left and right. I mean, Flair is everywhere when it comes to terms of professional wrestling. Everyone's going to love to have him on the show. Now, what kind of role I would put him in, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I think it's obviously, as one of your spokesmen, you're talking heads. You got him out there on that PR trail. But you want to incorporate him into your programming to get people to tune in. I don't know if I use him on a weekly basis. Right. I thought maybe a commissioner role if I wanted to go that route, but it would be much more like a Jack Tunney. Then hey, let me come. You know the regular the the status quo today. You know, let me come set up the kick up the show and call out the bad guy and set up the match or you know interrupt here. We're gonna make a tag team match. I, I wouldn't want that. I, I'd want to come up with something. I guess it's not unique, but it's so old that it's unique or new. I would want the visual for my first show too. Let's say he's. You know, could be the president, but I want him to be some sort of spokesman or figurehead for my company for sure. But that first show or, or leading to a title match, whenever your first champion is crowned, I want that picture of Flair with the belt handing the champion the belt. You want that look, you want that aura, you want him to kind of give that rub off to that guy. Just he's just such a huge name, obviously, in the history of the business, but even now, mainstream pop culture is such a big name. I want that kind of star appeal and mass appeal to rub off on could be Alistair Black or whoever. I wanted to rub off on them because you know, he, Flair's a god, a god of wrestling, but he's just such a phenomenon outside of wrestling. It's just crazy how popular he has just gotten. Every year gets more and more popular. I want that visual, that picture, that video, whatever it is. I want it to go viral. Flair given whoever it is, like the title. That would, that would be perfect. Now, now let me ask you this. As we're talking, you know, just because you had mentioned like Luger before. Now we're, we're just signing guys here. Would you trust Hogan in the same spot like that? Hmm. Well, he's, is not really much, 
you could do with the Hulkster as far as that. He's such a special attraction anyway. Obviously, he's not going to wrestle anymore. Um, I think that would be kind of cool, too, if, if he was, were available. Uh, I would like that, although it's so weird now with the way this culture is. Hulk isn't viewed the same way he, he used to be for whatever reason. Um, I know, obviously, still in the autograph scene, still very popular, but the mainstream, the woke culture is kind of against them. Nobody's against Flair. Everybody's pro Flair. So I think it would be, would be better, just beneficial. Uh, well, just I think for, it's, it's that's yeah. interesting you say that because I think it's because Hogan was so into the Hulk Hogan persona that eventually we got to see the man where Flair was just Flair's just Flair. Yeah, you know, across the yep. like we, we knew it back in the in the eighties, seventies, and eighties. Yeah, he's not know, a perfect he, person. Yeah, he's no, not, he he's was out perfect. boozing it up. He was womanizing. You know, yeah. it, it's, and then we figured out he's a terrible dad, a terrible husband. So you embrace yeah. that. Where Hogan was preaching the whole time, you know, the vitamins, the prayers, and the training, and you know, then we find out that he's a, he's a swinger. He's dropping egg bombs. You know, whatever. You know, whatever the case might be. J.J. Dillon uh, told me a great, and I'm sure he's told this before, but he told me a great Ric Flair story that Flair, you know, he's womanizing, he's doing his thing, but he always had a Rolex, almost like the Derek Jeter oh, give giveaway package after mm-hmm. you sleep with the woman. He gives you something. Oh, yeah, you know. G- I know Jeter probably has him sign an NDA. Hey, you can't say you slept with me or blah, blah, blah. But he gives him a care package and, and an autograph or whatever. So Flair's care package, after he was done with the woman, he would give him a Rolex or some sort of nice watch. And they, oh, wow, thank you. And, and they'd go away. One night he got so obliterated, he gave him his $25,000 Rolex, I guess by accident, the one that he was actually wearing. And the girl is on the elevator going down. JJ And JJ noticed, oh, he came out of Rick's suite, whatever. And he sees her on the meet. Obviously, JJ's from his room. She comes out of Rick's room. They meet the elevator, go down, and she's holding his his watch so he has to like talk the girl out of getting the rolex back and bring her back up and switching the watches and giving her a different one i was like oh my god it's so funny just it's just a stupid flyer thing but i just think that's so funny it's like man this guy is like he's just so you know the way he is it's just like even his friends are like looking out for him like hey rick you may not want to give away this twenty five thousand dollar watch to some random wow. girl you're never going to see again like just I don't know. Just thought came to me, but it was like, man, that's that's flavorful. But that's Rick being Rick, and I think you just laugh at it, and you know nobody holds hey, it against him. Hey, anybody, anybody, anybody listening right now, if you want all those stories from Mister Dylan, all you gotta do is go over to the Two Man Power Trip Patreon, Patreon.com backslash uh, TMPT Empire. It's in the vault. It's all right yeah. there. That hundreds, I mean, hundreds of hours of interviews with, with legends, current stars. Uh, in a course right there. Where are you going to get stories like that? <laughs> First day with the guy that was managing the horseman. It was so was great. Too, but thank God JJ was there to catch that. Cause he would have, I know maybe Flair wouldn't have noticed the later on, but he would have lost $25,000 Rolex. Would not have, not have been good. <sighs> What's that to so, nature boy? <laughs> yeah. It's, I guess probably nothing, but so when I initially looked at the list, I said, okay, gotta have Flair. And I would want Christian. I think that he's a good kind of centerpiece. I know, or AEW is not really booking him that great. He's just having random matches with random guys. I'd kind of do something more special with him. I know he's not as charismatic as like Edge as far as when you compare those two, but I, as far as these releases, I don't know. I would want Christian on my roster. I think he's a great hand, underrated in the ring. Always been that guy where you can have a good match with anybody. Maybe it's funny. He is Captain Charisma, nickname-wise, but obviously he, he's not like reeking with it like Edge. So... I know I would want Christian, so I would want Flair. I'd want Christian. I'd want Alistair Black as far as just some uh, some 
main event level or or some of my bigger name guys? I'm going to sit right now. I, I've got Flair. I've got him uh, in my welcome to the red planet, Flair and Christian. I, right now, for right now, I'm going to put Alistair Black in. I'm going to have him on the fence, you know, again, because of. We can find him on my list here. Just because, you know, we're going to have to get on board. We got to eliminate the kitty cat shows, the YouTube shows with the wife, the the Q and A's. But yes, definitely talent. So let's see if if we still if we've got the room for him here when we start pushing things. Uh, some of those maybe not in ring, but they're going to bring so much. Either if it's you know just the the leadership in the locker room, maybe use them as an agent in certain things. The wisdom, the ones that can get out there and and talk to the media for you. I'm going to make myself only pick one here between Big Show and Mark Henry. I, I think they're both the phenomenal yeah. picks here on this. I do feel Big Show comes off as maybe a little bit too comedic. Um, and I do want some diversity because I want to touch different groups here. So I'm going to go with Mark Henry. I will pick the Big Show. I just feel like he's got more of a name value. Uh, he can kind of bring more to the table. I'm hoping he can wrestle. I saw a picture of him with his tights on. I'm hoping he can wrestle again. I know Mark Henry's training to wrestle maybe one last match, but I feel like Big Show has the bigger name appeal, and which is what I want to go for. I would want Big Show for sure out of those two. And that's what I picked. I picked Big Show, but I did not pick Mark Henry on my list. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Henry. I'm gonna take him. Another name that I just part of, part of like my bigger name, and that was Andrade. I feel like. WB could have done more with him. The way he was booked in NXT was great. Obviously, he had Zelina Vega, so it was a great package together. He was the champ there. I feel like he was a lot better there. I want to hit that Latino market. I want to get that Hispanic market. I think he could do that. Um, not sure who would bring in for maybe a manager or something with him to be partnered. I wouldn't want Chavo. Obviously, definitely wouldn't want Vicky. And you can't get Zelina because she signed up with WB again. But I would definitely want somebody with... Andrade, maybe like a Selena De La Renta. She's not signed to NXT. That was, somebody, that was about. That was just. I was just about to say. Yeah, that. somebody like her. Somebody good looking, fiery, younger, um, can really cut a good promo. So maybe her. But as far as like WB releasing guys, him and Alistair Black are a little bit head scratchers because it's like, why would you release this guy? I know he wanted to go, and that's kind of the bottom line of why he was released. He wanted to leave, but if you're WB, it's like I don't care what you want, pal. Like you're. You're staying around. I'm not letting you go. Uh, you know, with Andrade, because, you know, as going back to what I'm looking at here, I, I want those personas. Uh, I want diversity. I want storytelling. I want, again, empower social media. He's very he's very present with his social media, and, and mainly through his fiance Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a lot that where you could really blur the lines and get people interested as you put someone like Selena De La Renta uh, who is well, you know, one of the most beautiful women in, in my opinion, in the world, just not professional wrestling. Uh, so maybe at some point, you know, it, it does start off. You know, this is strictly business. That, that's what she does. She she's a manager of stars. She looks towards you know that ethnicity, and she's making them shine. Uh, but maybe we start manipulating that social media a little bit. You know, they're two different companies. They're on the road at different times, heading different places. Yeah, maybe there's something going on, you know. You would you would want Andrade. You wouldn't want Andrade. I, I'm taking Andrade. Nice. Uh, and that's and that's that angle I'm going to play. I mean, incredible talent. Guy looks like a million dollars, and you said 
diversifies your market, your demographic. Another guy I would pick up, scoop up immediately, and I know it lo looks like it turned out he's actually injured. He revealed, I guess, on social media, but Braun Strowman, 6'7", 350, whatever he is, 6'6", 350, I mean, monster, obviously, the, the nickname, but just one of those guys is like, he's, okay, one of the rare, larger-than-life guys that they have where if it's a house show or a live event or whatever it is, you see the guy like, wow, who's this guy? Oh, wow, this is kind of reminds me of the old school a little bit when you used to go to the shows. You're like, shit, Warlord is freaking huge. <laughs> you know, he's like, wow, Bossman, Earthquake, Hogan, Andre, like, you know, Hakeem, you know, Hakeem, excuse me. You're, you're saying all these, uh, or you're seeing all these big guys and, and these great names, but I feel like Strowman would be somebody I would want because I think that the mainstream would be like, wow, who is this big MFR? You know what I mean? Like, they would kind of see him and want to notice him and and so you bring the kids it's like wow look, look at this guy he's larger than life i, I would sign stroman in, in a second and i'm shocked given that they were going back to live shows and doing live shows and they need some big names i know he hasn't been great but at least he's been pushed he's been a former world champion i wouldn't release him uh, and i i would sign him pretty pretty quickly to my list and make him one of my big names what are we hearing regularly that maybe they're back in negotiations just trying to get off that big contract that they gave him uh, hopefully bring that him back rumor, into yeah. the fold. Uh, but he's I, injured, I, apparently. Apparently his left leg is injured. Well, how did he do that? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I, I'm going to stay off Strowman. And it, it, and I do love your, your arguments there, the tr tremendous points that you made. I mean, people look at this guy and it's – you just show them a picture and ask, what does this guy do? I'd be willing to bet eight out of ten times at least they're going to say he's a pro wrestler. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're gonna, that's going to be in there. Either you know, he's a, a football lineman or a pro wrestler. I just don't know if this guy where his mind's at. It, it seems that, you know, he has a lot of troubles when it comes to stability. Uh, you see, just the way he kind of acts on just some different issues there on. You'd have to rein him in social media. On social media. You know, just what was he talking about? You know, he's openly talking about how to kill himself. Dude, you're a giant monster here. Uh, I know everyone has the pressure issue and you got to have help like that, but. And then he was out with showering with Mojo. <laughs> yeah, see, you're right on the social media stuff. That would I would he would not allow to be do that. Um, the thing where he was dressed up for Halloween, like um, a ballerina, whatever, he wouldn't be allowed to do that stuff. Yeah, the elf like, stuff. And I, I know you want to have yeah. fun. I, I guess you know potentially, uh, I would entertain the idea. You know, and that's where someone like a Mark Henry that I have, or you have got Big Show. But I mean, they were there when he was there. Why? Why wasn't someone? like really mentoring him yeah he needs that and yeah. maybe they were trying it and we both know how it is once you get inside that wwe system they're trying to break you and maybe that's why they didn't give that because they said you know what we got to break this this big sob because uh, how many times he said oh the only place i'll go is wwe and right. if, if he's renegotiating you know and taking a, a cut here i'm gonna stay off of him for the time being he's not going to be there when we launch what about Bray Wyatt? I feel like he would be a slam dunk for me because I know maybe in ring he's not that great, but he cuts great promos. Character at one point was very interesting. I know the yowie wowie stuff. I I kind of I know a lot of people like that. Didn't care for that. Uh, the Fiend itself had some potential, but it was weird that he never really cut promos as the Fiend. He just was the Fiend. You know what I mean? I I would kind of want to develop maybe to see more of where that character goes. Could go into like a uh, like a deep dark Kevin Sullivan uh, devil worshiper kind of, you know, direction. But I think it would be cool. Um, I loved him doing the whole Cape fear gimmick like that. 
that Bray Wyatt I liked. That was cool and and kind of controlling these monsters and I like that Bray Wyatt. But I feel like if you're gonna have him, he was a huge merch guy. If you want to start making some money uh, on the other things that some other companies don't think of, the marketing and the merch, I feel like Strowman is kind of, I mean, uh, Bray Wyatt is kind of a slam dunk in that direction. Former WWE champion a few times over. You know, he's been a main eventer for them. So he immediately has some appeal. He's got some like, hey, this guy's a star attached to him. To me, I know he had some mental health issues and I know he had some quitting issues where he or he wanted to go home issues, stuff like that. But I feel like if you get him maybe where he wants to be, keep him happy for a little bit um get him to sell some merch for you i feel like he'd be a guy i would want on my roster but you'd have to you know have a mentor for him too and make sure somebody's watching him i, I think he's a little bit sure he's okay i, I, I think know he's a little bit different than than braun Strowman because because Wyatt, you know multi-generation wrestler he, he knows what this business is and i think what you saw the you know the mental fatigue from him is you can only run your head into a brick wall so many times before it hurts right right uh, and I, I agree with everything you said. I, I think you, you've hit the you hit the mark perfectly. Uh, in addition to just bringing him in and just cutting him loose to see what he can really do with that imagination, that tremendous creative mind of his. I'm gonna I'm gonna use him in creative as well. I, I want him to sit in with us on meetings and help and help direct right. the entire show outside of himself uh, to see what he can bring and and kind of elevate the whole team. I absolutely. And bringing in Bray Wyatt, and also as I still sit here and look at all my on the fence list, Alistair Black still sits there with Bray Wyatt. I yeah, might not, I, I might not need Alistair Black. Hmm. And as you, you know, you talked about, yeah, the 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 difference in athleticism and in ring styles. But again, my focus is more on that persona and the storytelling. Could you could do like a Freddy versus Jason thing with Bray versus Alistair too? You know what I mean? Like, because they're both dark, a little disturbed, a little depressed. I, I think you know, they got I that get, thing going on. As I get down here to, you know, I know we got a long ways to go. So if I'm looking, at, if I got to make a move and I got to pick one of the two, I'm leaning towards Bray. Okay. I definitely would want both of them, and I think I'd put them both near the top of my card. Just I don't know. I feel like WWE dropped the ball on both of them big time. Obviously, you hear all the complaints from Bray himself saying that he hated his booking there and and everything else. But to me, I feel like they dropped the ball on him. Could have been something more. And you know, he's got his issues, but I feel like it, it's like a Scott Hall thing. If once you get those issues, he could be great. But then the issues kind of back up, so you got to need somebody or something. You got to somebody to manage him. I know, obviously, completely different than Hall because Hall had his demons. But I'm saying that kind of personality where all these things kind of creep up, but you got to be able to manage it. I'm just saying talent level, like Scott Hall talent level through the roof. Bray Wyatt talent level, maybe not in the ring, but out of the ring, promos, character. He could do that uh, better than anybody really on my list, I feel like. Yeah, it's great, so, great value. And we both got him. So all the other guys here I have just under my male list of superstars. Um, then I'll have a female list as well, but it's basically those were kind of my bigger names or my headliners or the guys that I want to push right away. These are the guys that I can definitely put in a main event possibly, but I want to build them up a little bit first. Um, some tag teams obviously in here too, but Bo Dallas is a guy I want. I feel like he was obviously way better Bray in ring. Not obviously way worse uh, promo wise and character wise, 
So there's something there with him. And if you saw his NXT title run, you're like, man, he's, he's damn good. He's got a, a little bit of, uh, of his dad in him, like wrestling ability wise. Uh, I feel like they dropped the ball on him. They didn't know what to do with him. They were trying to make him into like a silly character, trying to do the B team stuff, trying to do that wacky stuff with him. And it just didn't work. I feel like you could do a little bit of that, but let's get back to basics with him, get him in the ring. Let's show what he could do talent wise. Cause he's a damn good wrestler that just wasn't used because their creative team in WWE is creatively bankrupt. Uh, when it comes to Bo, I'm going to, I'm going to make a pass on it. And I know so many people, so many fans for a long time were clamoring for him. Put them, put them together, him and Bray together as the family. So, you I mean, you can maybe do some kind of spinoff of the, the Wyatt act with the Rotunda family. Right. I, I really, when it comes to Bo Dallas, man, when, it, when, you know, it was, you know, Bo leave, that was great. That was tremendous character work. Uh, I mean, it was just, it, it was captivating. You, you wanted to, it was, you know, you love to hate the guy. I feel that we're so far removed from that. And he has been so damaged through the system that when I got to come down and, and I got to make cuts here, I, I just feel that he's too far gone. Damn. Damn, Bo, I wonder who the hell is going to make your list to. There's so many guys, and none of them are, are kind of uh, making it here. What about Bronson Reed? I have him on my list, and I feel like, and I can't even believe this, he was the NXT North American champion like three or four months ago. So obviously they thought something of him, and we're doing something with him. Then he loses the title because supposedly going up to the main roster, he has, supposedly has a few matches on the main event or some dark matches against Killer Cross. I guess Vince maybe didn't like what he saw for some reason, but to me, the potential is there. I feel like if he goes overseas, maybe to Japan or something, he could definitely be a bigger star. Um, even here, I think he could be. I mean, he's one of the rare big guys that's actually athletic and move a little bit. I know the character wasn't quite there, but you you could do something with him. I feel like maybe create him in, into like a character, into a little bit of a force, give him that edge, give him uh, um, make him a heel or something, and it kind of changes persona around. But there's something you could do there. Whenever you have a big piece of clay like that, I feel like there's something there. What do you think about Bronson Reed? Well, I mean, you got you got the great Aussie there. I I really like him as well. I didn't think they'd do him any favors with that wife little shtick that they had when he won the belt and his wife came out. It's like, nah, you know, you know to me, as you said, man, I, he's a powder keg. They're not the, the tallest yeah, guy, but man, monster. he's a powder yeah. keg. Yeah, he's gonna come out, blow you up. It's just three hundred pounds. He, yeah. He's just compressed, exposed, explosive power. It reminds me of you can make a comparison to a a modern day comparison to. Uh, Jeff Cobb is there, they've seemed very similar to me and yep. it's a throwback in maybe you sample things that made Taz so successful. Right. Bronson Reed. Uh, yeah, I've got him. I've got him on my list. He is, he's joining my roster. So I put a couple tag teams and I would want them in my tag division, the forgotten sons, Cutler and Blake, man, they got screwed big time. We never really got to see their full potential. If you watch impact now, I know technically Cutler signed there. But man, I, I just I thought there was world of potential there. I think Cutler is great. New Jersey guy, by the way. Another reason you gotta love him. Um, and oddly enough, it's so weird. Like speaking to him, he knows the same family that I know. It's just like weird, it's little New Jersey connection there. But to me, I was like, man, they dropped the ball on him all because of that Riker thing, but Riker got to stay and these two guys had to go. It didn't make sense. I would sign those two guys in a heartbeat and put them in a tag division, give them a little bit of a of I don't know, an incentive, give them a little bit of a push. They didn't do anything with those guys. What about Cutler and Blake? I'm going with them as well. 
And, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I want to push the envelope. We're going to talk about the evolving kayfabe. We're going to talk about empowering social media, persona storytelling. I'm letting these guys come out and say, hey, you know what? We were we got let go because of our political beliefs. And the company was afraid because of, you know, the extreme leftist pansies in this country. I'm going to embrace that. I want them to go, go right after that forgotten something, what it should have been, what got them in trouble. That's what I want to utilize. And, and on top of that, I think they're just tremendous talents. Yep. Also, Breeze, Fandango, to me, you want veterans. You want guys that are recognizable. You want guys that are still young, even though they're veterans, can still go in the ring. But you always hear stuff about how they were very valuable to the younger guys. And they could help the guys come through. And obviously, Breeze is a trainer, too, up there at the Flatback Academy. So, I mean, there is things that these guys could do just outside of the ring. But I do think they're kind of marketable inside as well. Like, I'm surprised that WB didn't have them on WBTV on Raw and SmackDown but yet left them to go back to NXT and then got released. I don't know. I was a little bit surprised by those two just because I thought they had some legs underneath them and had some years left there. I would sign Breeze and Fandango, put them in my tag division. Yeah, I think I, I, I bring them in, start working that tag because people are so familiar with them. I don't know if we'd have like a, a hard split where they're feuding eventually, but I wouldn't mind heading them in, taking them in different directions. And I think uh, Curtis himself, Fandango is, I mean, he's a, he's a main eventer. Guy looks like a million bucks. Uh, it's just going to be it's going to take some time to building back towards that breeze works up and down the card for you. You can fill in wherever you wherever you need him. But he's so important in that backstage role. Uh, I would trust him, you know, as the as the agent, as a mentor uh, that's really going to help drive this train forward. And again, like you said, all across the board, these guys have got value. Go through a couple just quick here. I would sign Tony Nice and Bobby Fish. Maybe not put them together, but I would want them. Fish is a great veteran. Nice is a great young wrestler. Uh, has a great look too. Ever Rise, the tag team. I would want them and immediately put them in my tag division. I love that they're not necessarily going to be world beaters and winning all these matches, but great enhancement guys, great guys that could lose, but then all of a sudden get on a winning streak and I could see then maybe turn in face and get the crowd to get behind them. But I love those guys. I even love their promos because it's such like silly 80 style uh, promos, promo ability that, that I think that uh, they would be great on the roster and in the tag division and they could take losses and still have heat and, and, and it not hurt them as much. Did you have niece fish and ever I actually have, I have all of those, Nice. Uh, on my list there, you know, Smart Bobby man. Fish, uh, uh, just a hell of a technician. I think he's a, one of those good hands that you could, you know, in that breeze where you can you can move him at will and he's going to fit in to help you out for whatever your situation there is. And then maybe you find a groove where you, you catch some lightning in a bottle and he gets really hot there for you. Nice looks like a million bucks. Uh, yeah. I know I know he's a 205, a cruiserweight guy, but with his look, and his strength, he doesn't have to work that way. Right. And he's so muscular, you wouldn't think like, oh, 205. Like you immediately would, would not pay attention to that. Cause like, yes. this guy is pretty short, but yeah, he's guys jack. Like, yeah. Yep. Uh, when it comes to, to Nice, he was one of those guys where I'm going to go ahead and move and I'm going to think on him for a minute. I got Nice on the edge right now, uh, but that look, that style. So I'm going to move Buddy Murphy to my on the fence. So I'm going to give Nice the edge there. So I do have Nice and I do have Fish. When it comes to Ever-Rise, you nailed it, man. Character work, these guys get it. They're great. Yeah. Uh, I, I do wonder if, if the act is maybe a little too similar to Breeze and Fandango. Uh, but maybe you make that work for a little bit. Right. You, you, you haven't played off of each other. 
you mentioned Buddy Murphy. He's a guy I would immediately get on my list. Always was a big fan of him. Always thought he was a great wrestler. I'd have him as a singles. I wouldn't have him as a tag. And I would put him towards that main event. I remember Murphy and Black were having a little bit of a, of a good feud there um, on WWE TV. But I feel like untapped potential with him. I thought he was going to go into a few more so with Rey Mysterio, maybe even Dominic, then Seth Rollins and kind of do that. And they didn't do any of that. Uh, really, really dropped the ball of them. And looks like a million bucks. I mean, have you seen him lately? He is even more jacked to the nines than the last time we saw him. And he's athletic as hell. I think he got money written all over him. I would definitely sign him. And another guy that I feel like they dropped the ball on, Killian Dane. I just feel like he could be another. I know some people feel differently. You get a monster. Same thing with Bronson Reed. They got the same feel to him. Like, get a monster like that that can move a little bit and work. I feel like I could do something with him. I would even think about putting Dane as a heel and putting him as Bray Wyatt's like um, bodyguard or something. Just I would do something with him, but I would immediately make him a heel and make him a monster. But Dane and Murphy, I I would sign. Yeah, you know, like I said, I, I've got Murphy on my on the fence right now. I'm going to make a pass on Dane. Oh no, I, I'd always had those those just amazing, brilliant flashes of excellence. I, mean, I think back to the War Games when he absolutely stole the show there with uh, Sanity, correct? Yep. Uh, inc- incredible run for him there. But uh, beyond that, there wasn't really a whole lot that clicked clicked with me. And I think when I'm looking at some big men here. I can invest my money elsewhere and and really push my return on investment. So that was basically my list as far as the the males were concerned. Then I had some females, but who else made your your male list here? We got eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Where are you at right now? I got fourteen right now. So I signed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I got 19 so far. All right. I'm, I'm at 14. Uh, so I'm going to go. Let me look down the list here. Uh, here's one that this might surprise the people that have been listening to me here on Two Man Power Trip. I usually put down the little guys. I, I, it's not that I dislike the style. I just I dislike that there's so much of it. So I believe when it's you when it's truly unique, when you got really that spotlight on just a handful of individuals, it can be something very special. Uh, man, I, I love me some Leon Ruff. Wow. Interesting. I, I think, man, he could be like that Crash Holly, that Spike Dudley. And, and maybe in a in a brief instant, you know, you, you get everybody that true underdog, that Rudy moment where it's that, that Mikey Whipwreck, and, and he does go to the top, man. I, I like him. I like his energy. I really believe that he that he's a hungry young kid, that, you know, he – he realizes it's against he's against the world on this thing, but it's ultimately his dream, and he's going to overcome that. I I, I like him. Damn, I'm shocked. Now the rest of your talent, woman driven, because I have six female talents I would sign pretty immediately. Well, let's 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 jump over. Let's see if I, I'm missing any uh, guys here, real quick. Yeah, um, well, I, I got uh, I got rough in there, and let me see here. Let's where where the heck's he at on here? He was one of the recent ones let go. Did I? Uh... Yeah, I'll have to think. Of, let, let, I'll say, let me, let me find him here. Go start, start with your ladies here. So to me, you want name value, but you also want girls that could wrestle a little bit, but also look good because, you know, like I said, it's a cosmetic business, but I want the, the channel changers. I want, you know, Perfect example of this would be Alana. 
and I would sign her in a heartbeat. And I, and obviously VH1, she's on the surreal life that wants her in a heartbeat. It's guys love females, obviously, uh, you know, certain guys. If you're flicking through the channel and you see, you know, a regular looking blonde, you might just keep flicking. See Lana, you're like, wait a second, who the hell is that? You go back. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of person you want. Somebody with with the appeal, uh, the mainstream appeal. The guy has a name value to her. She has a great following uh, on Instagram. She's a great following on Twitter. You know, she's very popular amongst that. I would use that to my advantage. She doesn't have to be a wrestler. She could be a valet. She could be something else. But I would probably sign Lana first. Then I would definitely, definitely want Mickey James for sure. Okay. Uh, I would we'll, want her not only we'll wrestling, but I'd want her as my agent. I'd want her behind the scenes. I want her in, in more of a capacity of a behind the scenes, but she would still be wrestling and she'd be on TV as well. But okay, for we'll start with Mickey. I agree wholeheartedly everything with Mickey. Uh, what she brings to the table across the board from front office to entertaining the masses is simply incredible. She's one of the all time greats. Uh, so there is absolutely no way anyone would be a damn fool to pass her yeah, up. I can't believe they released her, to be honest. She, she like yeah. we you know said earlier, she can get out there, she can work, she can work the masses. She's intelligent, she's entertaining, she's intriguing. Uh, absolutely. Still one of the most beautiful women in the business. Yep. 100% going with Mickey James. She's, she's multi-talented. You can tie in with her music back that there. Uh, there's so much you can do with her. Now I got to disagree 100% on Lana. What? Come I on. went round and round myself with this for a little bit. And then I eventually convinced myself that this was a hard no. I can go find a Lana almost anywhere in any major city. I can find Alana. I can go to major independents uh, that are, you know, just in that below that impact ring of honor tier and find Alana. Yeah, that, but I don't know if you're going to find that following right away because she's got millions upon millions of followers and people that follow her all over social media. So that's going to be I'm hard. Worried to, that's hard people, to duplicate, though. I, I'm worried. And I, that's where I looked at maybe using her. I was going to use her like as a social media ambassador. Right. Uh, and who was uh, Cage's wife that used to do that on Twitch for? Oh, Melissa Santos. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I thought she did a oh, tremendous yeah. job. You yeah. know, when they would, you know, when they had on Twitch and they would cut to yep. the breaks instead of showing the commercial, she'd break yep. down what had happened, and you had that interaction. So, I mean, maybe if you brought Lana or something like that, and she, I'm, I'm worried if she's going to be able to transfer those followers on her social media to a wrestling product. Okay, is that why they're absolutely there for her? Because mm-hmm. I think she did do a fairly decent job of. She looks incredible. I'm not going to take that yeah. away from her, but to me, I, I can do so much more with with the different ladies on this list. So I have, of course, you know, talking about again the girl that that it can do it all, but they have to have the look and they have to have that channel changing appeal to me. Chelsea Green um, easily would sign her. I know. Oh, she's injured or whatever. So then she could be a manager or an announcer. I mean, she's a million different things that she could do. Uh, shocked at her release. Uh, the rumors of like attitude problems, not seeing that, but you know, maybe said something to the wrong person. You never know in WB. You could say, 
cut the person. For instance, Dr. Tom told me a great story. Seamus by accident cut somebody years ago in catering without realizing it wasn't paying attention. And he got heat for it for like months. And, and you know, like stupid things like that could happen to, to somebody. So who knows? Maybe she, oh, I stepped on somebody's foot by accident. Oh, now she's got heat. So uh, Chelsea Green, I, I would sign a heartbeat. Another one would be Santana Garrett. I feel like there was so much potential in her and they just didn't see it. And to me, it's fascinating because, you know, obviously another one of those girls is like, wow, can wrestle. Um, she could definitely talk a little bit. She can definitely have the look for somebody wanting to change the channel to see who that was. So I, I don't know. Santana Garrett has a lot of potential too. Well, I think, you know, looking at how mine's lining up here already, uh, I got Mickey James, you know, that just all around, you know, five, five tool star veteran. Yep. You got Chelsea Green, who is great in the ring, looks amazing. Uh, but so it's so diverse in her character work, what she can do. That so she, too. And, yeah. You know, it, it man, she kills, with the crazy character. She yep. kills that crazy character. So now we've got, you know, we've got our, our vet who is so talented and can cover so many different areas for us. What we've kind of got, we got our hot, crazy girl here that you can go. We got Santana Garrett who screams wonder woman. Uh, get behind her. Is that, is yeah. that big baby face? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, she uses it in her gimmick, I mean, she, but it fits her perfectly. Uh, so, yes, I'm going to put Santana Garrett in, and I'll throw another one here at you. Uh, as we're kind of diversifying our women's divisions, you're going to hit this different demo. She's our punk rocker, and that's Ruby Riot. Interesting. I didn't have her on my list, but my last two signees, the Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, obviously, again, beautiful girls. They're going to be channel changers, but they are characters. They are funny. I do think that they get it. I know Vince thought they were boring or whatever he said about them, but uh, I think that they get it. They could be your characters. And Peyton especially, I mean, she's got like model looks where you'd want to change channel. Like, who the hell is this girl? You know what I mean? Like she's definitely one of those girls. And Billy Kay is a great character. Um, she did so much with so little. They gave her that resume thing, which is like, oh, that's, this is horrible. And she actually turned it into something entertaining. So I feel like you do something with her or even say, Hey, what, what do you, what do you have in mind? What do you, what do you think you could do with your character? And those two, I think would kill it. Cause you know, they're doing that stupid three amigos ha huh, thing that they were doing. Um, I, that I thought was funny. I don't know if anybody else would even get that reference, but it just really, I like, that was great. I was like, okay, that that's funny. They were thinking out of the box. They're doing something different. Those would be my last two signees. I, actually, that would be a total of 25 in total, but uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay were, were my final two. Uh, you know, I, Peyton seems, you know, you heard how she's talked in interviews afterwards about how maybe she didn't understand things, how she put herself in bad positions. And I really admire what she's doing now. She, you know, they're taking the improv class. She's trying out there to, to chase some other dreams. She's looking at, she's got that taste of that spotlight and, and she wants to continue to follow that. And well, she even called herself an introvert. So, you know, she's taking a lot of uh, courage to try to overcome that. I, I thought in my mind about splitting these two up, but I think you got to have them together. Yeah, have to. It, you got to have, you got to keep them together. Let them go out there and work their magic. They're not necessarily, you know, always in tag matches and all that, but the, you know, always have, where they have each other's back. Uh, so I, I do have, I do have Royce and NK on there. Uh, I am going to add one as we look for. They're all playing roles. We've got all these parts. I got my ass kicker, man, and I think the world of her. I've been a huge fan. For years, years, and I, I hope at some point that we'll be able to to bring her in for a show here, and that's uh, Mercedes Martinez. I was on the fence about her as well, but I wanted to stick to my 25. But, yeah, she was right on the fringe of who I would sign. But 
that's my 25 flair christian big show black andrade stroman bray fish dane Everrise, buddy murphy bronson reed niece breeze fandango cutler blake dallas peyton lana santana garrett mickey james chelsea green and billy k for pause pro wrestling aka my ww 2.0 want to kind of get it off the uh, ground in a five-year plan definitely got to get tv definitely got to get streaming and want to use flair as my promotional tool all right uh i got 23 so i got two spots to fill here and, and I'm, I'm looking at maybe some some talents that we are going to grow on our own here and, and i found the gentleman back to my male division that i wanted to bring in i wanted to add him and i, and I think it gives us some it's great diversity for a, a very young talent. He still has ways to go, uh, but there's going to be a lot of growth there, and it's Jake Atlas. Yeah, ton of potential there. They didn't even give him a chance. I'd say, uh, and, and it's one of those things, too. We're, we're being real. We, we want to play to what's really happening. We want to talk about issues, and we're going to brace you know, that he is openly, openly gay, that, that he is right. inside of, of that community, and, and that's – and that's where he's at. And I think he's got a tremendous talent a year, but a couple of years away from really maybe hitting that main event scene for us, but, but looking forward to him. Uh, so I got one more here, right? So let's go to my, my on the fence. I got Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. They, they're, they're both wanting a job here. Uh, and it's down to these two. Wow. I got Nice and Murphy. I think I can go with them. You know what? We are going with Alistair Black. Uh, he, he's got a spot. He's got a spot on my roster here. He, hey man, he he kind of screams Mars, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, Martian. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think that's a, a great uh, stopping point because, man, we went through the list of all those fifty plus releases. We ended up with twenty five in total here. Love that we're breaking it down like that. Did something different here uh, on the show today. Absolutely talking about more current stuff than we normally do, but great stuff there. Let's hit the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website tmptempire.com and of course Patreon, patreoncom empire for more. Rick, what do you got as far as plugs? If you're still you're still on mute there, Rick. Sorry about that. We are on the big move. Sorry about the. The little issue there. Uh, we are the big move with the hobby media group, switching everything over to the realm network. And you got to so many different tiers, all the different great content. Uh, so again, you know, follow the hobby media group across all social media at the hobby media group. Uh, and uh, just keep up with everything at the uh, all new, the realm network.com. Nice. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll see you right back here next week for a little two man power trip. See you next week. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the two-man power trip of wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at two-man power trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two-man power trip where the power lies brother.